0: Welcome to Conscious Convo. This is season two. Uh, we're debating calling this season two because we haven't, we've taken a long break in between. And you're with Chuck Carson and Craig Seaton, Conscious Conversation, episode 36. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, how are you doing? Not I'm seeing you a while. Yeah, man, I'm good. Nice yeah. to see you. Always, yeah. always a wonderful surprise. How long's it been? Four weeks since the last one that we did together. Yeah. Um, i did the range of strength one with lucas aaron uh about two weeks ago two and a bit weeks ago and that was absolutely amazing Um, i'm also going to do one with one of my mentors from back in the days emmett lewis which is also a friend of lucas's and he's also um mentioned it to him as well so looking forward to that podcast but yeah it's been four weeks of silence between you and i (laughs) what's going on i think um the first week we were supposed to do it four weeks ago I was getting a new car and then we just cancelled it off on that day yeah. and then every single week it's just timing has been off or mm. you've had something on or I've had something on uh,
1: what's been going on in your life? I'd say turbulent man it's been a bit turbulent which which isn't a bad thing um, especially the last couple of weeks looking a lot at, at who I am um, going into childhood traumas you know when that word trauma is used as well I think it comes with quite a lot of, of weight mm. and yeah there's a distinguishment of, of what your trauma is compared to what the idea of trauma is, right? Because if you think of it, tra- uh, what initially comes to me when you think of trauma, think about a big car accident, something's happened, uh, somebody's died, uh, you know, somebody, I don't know, wasn't, uh, has had a massive encounter that, you know, damages them in some way. But the traumas themselves, they don't have to come in such an explosive or, or dramatic manner. Mm. Um, they can come from being told that you weren't good enough or being told to... Uh, be quiet all the time or you know um, told to stop stop crying or stop showing off or smile more or whatever um, and seeing how these traumas develop and what they grow into and that we build up then our personality based around that trauma to try and get the things that we couldn't get from it so when we're trying to get the love or get acceptance we're doing it based off the trauma because that's where we're told we couldn't get it you know you weren't allowed it from doing X, Y and Z so then we, yeah, we create <laughs> the, the false personality around that and we'll still have the, the glitch of sorts. And again, the traumas aren't a bad thing in the sense that they can teach us how to heal and they can also create empathy for us. And we wouldn't be the person we are if it wasn't for those traumas. But there comes a point when we go, okay, I'm enough of this pattern now. Why do I keep behaving in such a manner? And how do I, how do I remove that? Um, it's been a really insightful couple of weeks and it's just sped up massively, Mass- specifically last week, but the week before, just seeing it everywhere and talking to me, every conversation was like, bang, and then somebody, I'll talk to somebody else, and you know, watch certain shows on TV that are cracking me open, and you know, the right music coming out, or Dreams were like, mm. showing me these things, and it, it's, it's funny, I mean, I'll come back to the, the central theme of the trauma, but in the sense of, um, in the sense of how, it's not just me who seems to be going through it as well at the minute like other people i put a big post out today which was was quite a personal thing for yeah me i wanted to, to go into
0: that and the word you came out with just before the podcast was revelation so mm-hmm. do you want to delve into that first of all
1: yeah yeah i mean, with the with, with the revelations it's the understanding of ah there's something new within me something to be uncovered which was there um and then you can shed the light on that that dark aspect it's you know, creating these habits or what the trauma is, the wound, rather than ignoring it, you can see what it is and why it leads to certain behaviors or certain ways of thinking and, and the conditioning that comes along with it. Rather than trying to externalize it so much and blaming, um, I think like this because society does, do, yes, those elements are there. And even in, in the case of traumas and the ones I were looking at, blaming, you know, family members and And I had to do that in the release of the trauma is like, let out this sadness and anger. And you know, the one I was doing this morning after, uh, I did a breathwork session yesterday, part of the (coughs) breathwork course I'm doing uh, with Steph Magenta. We do a breathwork session every Monday, which is useful because I'm always facilitating, which I love to do, but I don't really get to put myself through it that much. So getting the chance to do it every Monday is great. And I almost Mm. went straight into process yesterday, like my arms moving and just, so much tension in the body and then the mudra is coming out and all these, you know, the magic that happens when you let your, your emotion be expressed through the body because the body's housing all of these these emotional traumas or just emotion anyway. It's the home to all of it, right? Um, so to get into that and release it, it's, it's been creating these revelations. And as I said, the synchronicity of seeing things around and all just at once, you know, it's too too hard to ignore. And it's the choice of what do we do with that, you know? Do I continue to ignore it, or stay in ignorance and not realise it's there? And that's where the, the that's why it's so beautiful to do this this work in a child work or trauma work because you will change how you think and feel and your reactions and responses to things and yeah, it's 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 been mad but amazing, amazing. It's been powerful.
0: Yeah. So going into that revelations, there's an interesting word that you mentioned. You know, the word revelation, what does it actually mean? Uh, most people usually associate it with the biblical world word of revelation. Uh, but also, I was thinking about the Matrix, where, you know, you had the original Matrix, you had Reloaded as a second one, and then the final sequel was, the, to finish the trilogy, was Revelations, which is almost passage into the new world, or passage into the new you, or maybe even going back to the past, you know, disc- rediscovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, that long lost child. So I read your post this morning and I was like, well, it's interesting you're mentioning all these things. And we were just talking about it before the podcast, uh, before we went live. And I was saying about last week's conscious group, we'll go into that uh, later on, but the men's conscious group and my issue was I haven't had road rage in such a long time. Like I'm very, quite chilled at the wheel. And I don't really, it doesn't really affect me when someone cuts me off or anything, you know, it doesn't come out as, as anger or anything like that. And I don't take it it personally, but for some reason, I I took something really personal, personally on Friday last week. And uh, it was during the morning it happened. And um, yeah, my reaction to it, I immediately realized that my reaction to it was caused by something else, a frustration or lack of understanding in something else in my life. Um, I haven't fully figured it out, but I I figured how to discharge it. And that's one thing that happened uh, Friday when we did the ceremony with Paolo um, and I managed to kind of get rid of it. And I, and I remember the tension that I was building. And I think it, to be fair, I think it might have been up because of the, the soreness I was experiencing in my neck because of climbing and, and my posture changing because of the habits I was, I was going into and the habits I was using. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. And revelations was an interesting word because maybe that was the word I was looking for, not discharge, but revelation the fact that accepting of the new path. And this probably all sounds like mumbo-jumbo bullshit, um, but it can only be described by someone who's going through something similar. And as soon as you put that post up, I'm like, hmm, maybe Craig is going through something similar. And I remember a while ago, I think it was about five or six podcasts ago, just after the last lockdown, when we were coming out of it and we decided to do a podcast in this environment. So we went from the online podcast, the Zoom podcast, mm. to going back into interperson podcasts. Um, I remember we mentioned something similar where you were saying to Owen, uh, Owen, is that his name, your friend? Yeah. Yeah, Owen. Oh, is it Owen? I don't know. Oh, Mickey. Mickey, Mickey. Mickey Mickey Owen. I
1: don't
0: know why I remember his surname. Yeah, when you were saying to Mickey that, when Mickey mentioned that something in his life wasn't going well, and you're like, thank God, like, you're saying that because I feel like sometimes in my life when things are not going well, I I put myself down or you always think a person, I see a particular version of you, Craig. Mm. and. You know, you might see a particular version of Mickey, but you never get to see the, the other side, You know, the frustrating mm. child that comes out or someone who's struggling with something. Um, and it's nice to acknowledge that you're going through that as well, <laughs> which, is, which sounds really weird, but I'm guessing where we are right now in terms of the word revelation, again, it's based on what we've gone through in the last couple of weeks. Um, and one thing I noticed is the reason why we said this is season two, Um, of the new podcast series is we've taken a long break and to be fair from my side of things I definitely needed it I think it was a moment to listen as opposed to a moment to just talk and I remember that process of coming out of the last lockdown back in mid to early I would say early to mid August and going straight into teaching from there till the recent lockdown 2.0 I just felt like I was just talking, 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 teaching, teaching, teaching. And it was just a never ending story. of just listening to myself saying the same thing over and over again. And I just needed that break in between. So I think this break in between our podcast was a blessing and it came at the right time. And I think I just needed to listen as opposed to actively speak all the time. Mm. Um, So yeah.
1: Yeah, seeing these movements in life about where we're at. And again, getting the message of what's going on in nature. we don't even have to look at it that way. Like what's going on around you? Are we getting frustrated and angry all the time? Okay. Is it the world You know, that's making us mm-hmm. angry all the time? Are we sad all the time? Is it the world? Yeah, things are going on, but it's always within us that we're having that feeling and a response to it. You know, some things can be innately sad, but it's the clinging on to that sadness and then seeing it everywhere else that that's us, that's mm-hmm. us that are doing that. And you know, it's paying attention to, to that surrounding. Um, just going back to what you said about, you know, seeing the, the post that I did today, I did another one uh, the other day about uh, watching the end of Mister Robot, the TV right, show. Yeah, yeah, incredible, man! So much good for trauma release uh, for me personally, at least. I was talking to my friend about it, uh, Lou, and you know she's she's had a, a really deep journey through her life, and we were talking about darkness that is portrayed in the media. And I see I have this like kind of resistance towards it. Like I accept the light and the dark, and you know moods change, and I'll feel one thing and feel another at times. But it's having that solid grounding. And the darkness has to be there as much as the light. The yin and yang explains it all. Yeah. The day you can't get away from it. And it's not to reject it, but it's to be able to work with it. And sometimes I just get so strong in resistance against bad shit that's going on, you know, how the world is, how people treat each other. And then it, it puts me at this point where before I know it, con- unconsciously, I'm like, I hate all that stuff. Or I'm like so much disdain for the negative or the dark side. And it just throws me out of balance. And even worse, it makes me reject myself. Right. Um, you were mentioning a friend before who struggles to um, talk about, you know, his issues or how he feels about things. And I completely relate to that um, because it's difficult when you reject the dark side of things. So it's how do we integrate that? Because when you can accept, you know, the, the, the issues that we have or things that we've done in our life, when you can start to accept them and understand, we've all done something to some degree. All these elements of us that are hurt and wounded, and that's why these things occur. That it's much easier to open up about it. It still takes time; it really does. Yeah. Um, but the insecurities around the traumas are able to come forward, and that's where the healing occurs. It doesn't mean we have to go out and shout about them. You know, not everybody has to do a post, but. You said before you only see that one side of, of me you know we're, we're very good friends and mm. it's still how much don't we know about each other and what's going on and not you know, have some things that are private for sure but if you can't hold those things privately and there's been no work done then that's that's the point to discuss right uh with the person that you can do that with or even just writing a letter or whatever it is just getting something out to bring it to light and knowing that you're not alone in those feelings and where you are and For me to express my sadness and my anger, it's a massive thing for me because of my traumas. Mm. Um, And again, the traumas weren't anything you would put on that degree of oh, it's so bad that happened. It was just working with you know an an angry parent at times, or uh, my brother used to beat me up and I wouldn't fight him back because I always thought it was wrong to to fight. And you know these these I might have mentioned before, but the view I have on male role models and you know uh, to, to please my father it was very much be perfect, don't make a sound, make sure he feels all right, not what I want to do or express myself. I'm very much more like my mum who was open while my dad was very disciplinarian. I yeah. have ah, those two elements so strong and he bought heads at points. As with my discipline, I can use it very well, but it's through control and perfectionism. Sometimes it's used purely because, ah, oh, get up and do my morning sadhana because I love to do it and it mm. does help. But I know when it's coming from the grasp of the grip of the box of sitting in this tightness of discipline for perfectionism and to please the world or when I'm doing it because ah, I just want to do it and it's the right thing to build my energies up. There is a difference and it's seeing our traits and these elements where they come from um, and being able to relinquish the, the things that hold us back and that hold us down. So for me, part of my, my own healing is to show that side of me now. And even today writing that big post out, you know, I was like, oh is it cheesy are people gonna you know all the insecurities and the criticisms but I was like no because I always know it's more powerful for me to do it I knew that so I just posted it out and the feedback's been wonderful you know whether I was emotional I was right man I spent 45 minutes crying this morning right. crying anger shouting after my meditation and my mantra and again from the breathwork session and the whole week and it's all just been pouring out and it felt so and I was literally sat there like a child like sobbing rocking and just speaking out loud like shit I wanted to say to my dad and to my brother and it's so, um, so releasing, so healing to, to do that because you literally tap into that energy where that block is, let that energy be felt and come out. And I think that's what the fear is for a lot of us because the trauma's there, because we weren't heard yeah. and we were doing something wrong in that other person's eyes, even when it's our authentic personality, we cover it up. So to go into it and feel it and just oh, get it out, it's difficult, man. Even though no one was around, like I just, you know, let it let it do its thing. So I've had experience with this stuff before and done retreats. And again, Mickey's fantastic for this kind of work. But to to do it, that's when the healing comes because that energy, that's like pulling the strings of how you think and feel. It's been it's been released, mm. so the thought can change instantly. Now the trauma is definitely not completely healed. Um, I don't think it heals in one session at all. But you start, you can do a good amount of work in that one go and you go, ah, that felt great when I was crying and screaming and shouting Mm. and saying these bad words about certain people because it's the inner child that wants to be heard and felt that doesn't mean it's, you know, true or how you should think about those people. Um, I know my dad's a wonderful person and he has nothing but love for me, but he can only express what he could express. And he was only brought up a certain way, lost his dad at a very young age. So the whole dynamics, you know, blame goes out the window, but that doesn't mean you can't let that inner child who people are responsible for at a certain age, be felt and heard, mm. let them have that blame out. But once it's been released in that space or you need to have a conversation, do it. If you're in a, st- a stable mind to understand the process and it's not gonna hurt somebody and then scare them again, you know, at the same time, you're not there to um, just project yeah. but it's to have it in a safe space which could be with a therapist might not be with the person for me I'm capable to do it on my own and then I can write a post about it or write some poetry or draw a bit. you know something that helps the whole healing process and the freedom's there and then the energy comes with it and the, my body will start to shake and move as the trauma comes through the physical body and fantastic process man and yeah, and tying that into the dark stuff on of, of media and whatnot, and we were having this conversation, me and Lou, about what the limits of, what should be shown in media, mm. what's healthy, and what isn't, like what's really dark. We were watching uh, Meet the Millers. I don't know if you've seen it, it's, it's just a silly comedy film. And there was this scene in it where this, there's, there's a, there's a family, they're not a family, but they're pretending to be a family so he can smuggle some drugs, right? So this mm. guy, it's a pretty funny film. He's got a, a lad, and a girl, homeless girl, a lad who lives in this building, and Jenny Franston, she's a stripper but plays his wife. Mm. Um, so they're all pretending to be a family. Anyway, there's this scene where this guy, the, the young lad, he, he likes this girl, but he's never kissed anyone. So the sister and the mum, Jenny Franston, teach him how to kiss. But you're meant to see it as... Because the girl then walks in and you're meant to see it as her perspective. She's watching this family kiss. And I was like, that's fucked up, man. Like, why? Well, you know, I get it, it's a joke. But yeah. I was like, that's fucked up. And this is what started the whole conversation about darkness, like people showing certain... You know, creating stuff that's real fucking dark and putting it out there. It goes into people's minds on a certain yeah. level and can activate stuff or make somebody go, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying in that case that case somebody's going to go think about incest or stuff, but whatever you're watching, whether it's dark or murderous, um, it can do things to people's psyche, right? Uh, even in an innocent way. But there's that level of darkness, for instance, Mr. Robot, watching this man who's so lonely and isolated and a fractured personality and seeing how he wants to help, but he pushes people away and it was a part, it's just like, resonating deeply and I was like why you know it's the second time I've seen the whole series I was like why do I resonate with this character Blade Runner the second Blade Runner yeah, you seen yeah. 2049 yeah, Ryan Gossing so, yeah. and that the lonely kind of guy who's just trying to get on with his job and, and do right but can't sort of connect but he's still doing useful things but the life becomes empty and I was like fuck I feel alone I feel disconnected and there's times when I've recognised that in the past um but it was it's just it's it's come back up, you know, because I haven't dealt with it, I haven't fully finished the healing with it, and I probably won't for a while. But it's the recognition of that and seeing, ah, okay, why do I feel alone? Mm. And I was looking at that and seeing um the, the, the inner child version of me just didn't feel that love or that support or that authenticity to be who I am. And I'm 32 and it's still in me, you know, and it's in a lot of us, if not all of us besides those who've gone in and really done the deep work and it's like, this is a main part of my journey and to go into what, yeah, so the darkness can heal. The darkness is individual what you need to see or talk about depending on where you are. Some people might need to watch real dark stuff Mm. to get the healing, not in like, not getting pleasure from it, but a connected kind of way. So I think that depends on the level of the individual and where they are and where they can consciously go to to understand certain levels of darkness. Different Mm. from, that joke, which I thought was pretty sick in that film, as in sick as in not nice. But again, maybe somebody finds a connection to that. I don't know. Mm. So it's really f- interesting to see how we have these lenses of what's right and what's wrong. And then going into the whole of darkness and the real bad stuff in the world and the real good stuff. Whatever it is good, there's dark. And it's like not not judging, but knowing what's right for you and where you are. More so importantly, to clear it within yourself, because that's where the real healing is. And uh, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's been a hell of a ride. And I, did, I wanted to show that on, on my social media posts. You know, yeah. I, as you know, hopefully the idea I give on my Instagram is is genuine authenticity, whatever I'm helping in, what I'm about. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just wanted that to be out there and to get comments back today and messages and people feeling it. And you know, what you've said coming in today, it's like, ah, oh, the more I'm going in to be authentic and say, look, Yeah. I talk about spirituality a lot and meditation. And sometimes that's made me passive Mm. to not doing that deep work because everything's all right. Everything's good. Yeah. But why do I still not feel connected? Why do Mm. I still feel, why am I still angry at these people? And why do I see people, uh, male role models in the reflect of what I got from my family? Why is that still there? Why do I still have these certain feelings towards women or towards people in, in the high society? Like, all because of trauma so it's like the healing of acceptance of things but doing the work from within for ourselves so i just want people to i thought if i can put that out there and show people it's okay to open up not that they have to do anything because i did it for me man (laughs) like i put that post for me but at the same time if it can help great fucking you know it's it's there if it can help
0: yeah so you've you've pretty much summarized everything you've been going through in, in a very clear way because it's very difficult to Bring all that out, um, unless you've addressed it. And I think you seem like you've pretty much you you have you probably haven't fully addressed it, but you pretty much know what you want to do. It's so interesting that you talk about this because I was just thinking about it. Um, this is going to be diverting into a different topic, but it will come back to what you just said. So I was watching a video last night. It's funny we talked about Star Wars just before this, and uh, it was actually what the new uh, the, the sort of the sequels how they try to imitate what the first three episodes of the movies were about episode uh, four five and six and they failed to do it and yet they created indirectly a completely different perspective on star wars um and i'm not a big star wars fan but i really resonate resonated with this video essay and they talk about um i think in halfway through the video, he talks about the Jedi and how, what you were talking about right now is, and i funny, because when I saw you at the door, I said, you look like a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, when you just said all oh, that, you sound like a Jedi. Which is going to sound? We're going to nerd out. Hit the the dream, i (laughs) have (laughs) achieved, but not in that way. In the sense of the darker aspect of the Jedi, Um, and this is we're going to nerd out on this. But uh, bear with us, and I'll try and summarize it and bring it back to reality in a second. But so the video talks about how the reason why Anakin fell um, from his destiny, or he he was supposed to be the chosen one, it was because he there's a part of the Jedi which was. The darker side, which is not to get too attached to your emotions and not to get too attached to life or to get attached to uh, people. Your focus is to be detached, and you know not to make connections with people that are you know to not be intimate with people and to have this connection, whether that's with relationships or friends, etc., whatever you want to be uh, intimate in. And, and that aspect was the one piece of the Jedi Order, which was the downfall, which caused the downfall of the Jedi Order almost wiped out. And it's because Anakin's connection when he fell in love, plus his trauma when he lost his mom, he didn't, he was supposed to just forget it. When he became mm. a part of the Jedi, he was supposed to just forget it. When he went into training, he was just supposed to forget it. And there was nothing there, not, there wasn't a protocol there to teach him how to deal with that issue. So he was supposed to forget it and then later on down the line when he was told he was not supposed to be in love with this person, because obviously a Jedi's path is not that, if you look at the real world counterpart, you're almost a monk, you are you renounce the world, you you'd renounce the material aspect of your desires and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, so he didn't deal with that very well and that also related back to his um, inability to deal with the death of his mother, mm-hmm. um, because obviously he loved his mother so much, but because of he was a chosen one and he was supposed to live a particular type of lifestyle and become a, a particular type of person, no one really asked him about how his you know how he he felt when his mother died until obviously his loved one came into his life um, and she brought back all the emotions and all the trauma that he went through mm-hmm. um, and to go into that deeply, the reason why uh, Luke didn't fall on that path is when he when Yoda told him that. You need to stay in your training and not go. He went against that. Mm-hmm. So, that was him addressing that issue of him that he was not willing, to, well, he was taught not to address. You know, he was taught that he should follow this particular path and this is his main path and he needs to stay on it. Whereas he decided that actually let me deal with this issue. So, he went off. And regardless of whatever the situation was, he dealt with the outcome based on his decision to de- deal with it, not with a path that's telling him to let go of that mm-hmm. all of a sudden. So, Yeah, I found that really interesting. And the way you described your situation is pretty much the same. And it goes back to what you said earlier, you know, um, about, you know, when people act in in a bad way, how it makes you feel. Um, And I always felt my attachment towards, you know, people that do bad things is different to other people's attachment. I don't get heated. I used to. I used to get very heated about, you know, bad people in this world, uh, corruption, etc. I don't get any of that because I've... I think I've acknowledged and come to terms with the fact that the whole existence of evil and and good, it kind of needs to exist. And some people really don't deal well with that. Um, And when good people fall from their path, it's because one of the big reasons is because they've lost love in their life. Not, Not love in the sense of romantic love, but the sense of having love given to them and having their love reciprocated they've lost that part of them which causes them to fall off that particular path of goodness if you want to call it um, and this is when they talk about you know when bad things happen to good people when good people become bad people mm. um, not always you know you get people that are just born bad because they enjoy the pleasure of being bad and that's a different scenario but generally speaking most people 90 percent of people 95 percent of people end up starting off with good intentions but they end up strained because they haven't dealt with those situations in the right way Mm. so those tiny little things that you're talking about right now if you had left it for a while not to say that you would turn into a bad person or you're going to become the sith but you could easily use that in in a negative light and start shoving it in people's faces and and, you know and i've seen a lot of people doing that um and i don't want to point names out but i've seen good friends of ours on, on instagram now turning towards a darker side and projecting that good intention in a bad way and shoving it in people's faces and saying, this is wrong and this is this and these are, these guys are dickheads and look at these, look at who I am and look at mm-hmm. these guys, compare these guys. Everyone else is wearing masks, look at me, I'm not wearing a mask. And I was looking at that and thinking, that's what's happening to this person. So he's got this really amazing intention of doing this for mm-hmm. the right, you know the right sort of frame of mind but the way he's projecting it is done in such a negative way and this is why people can't relate to that people hate when someone shoves something in your face and says do it this way regardless of whether it's the authority or whether it's from an individual if you're shoving it in people's face and saying this is the path you're going to go wrong mm. and i can see that happening in him and he said something to me last week he said you know i asked him about a particular thing and how he felt about it and he's kind of t- change his approach to the way he feels about it. I know it probably sounds very abstract because I'm not going into detail. Because um, I, if I go into detail, I'll probably bring his name out and hopefully he doesn't listen to his podcast. But um, maybe he should. I think maybe he should listen to this podcast and maybe he, it will allow him to reflect and think, oh, maybe it's, it's happening to me. Or maybe it will happen to anyone and they'll give him a sense of self-reflection there. But do you kind of understand where I'm coming from?
1: Yeah, man. I'll, uh, oh, so many things... To, to say that one, I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, and everything you just said about it, like, <laughs> and that's from coming from a guy who doesn't understand Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you nailed it! You nailed it so well. Um, I think what's important to say, uh, just let's make a mental note on what yeah. how you just ended that, because I'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, like with, when th- that difference between Anakin and his son Luke, yeah, the, how they handled their their traumas or what they had to do, and it was completely about the backgrounds. So, you know, Anakin had, didn't have a father figure. Um, he's, he's, he was a slave, his mother, you know, took him away and then died and all that. And yeah, and he was told to suppress the feelings. And like Yoda said to him, oh, he's too old to do the training. But Qui-Gon's like, no, he has to do it kind of mm. thing, which was right, but it would have been Qui-Gon who had trained him because he was more of what they call the gray Jedi. He understood the dark side, not yeah. shied away from it and not tried to kill it. While the Jedi, the reason the order fell was because they were stuck in old ways, which were not with the modern times yeah whole principles but change with with what what's allowed which is why like Luke and the in the extended stories that aren't in the movies created a whole new Jedi order where they could have partners mm. and they didn't have to you know they could have romantic connections and like Qui-Gon was a big fan of they helped you understand love more and be connected to nature. I watched that my octopus teacher last night. Yeah, what do you and think of it? This guy, man. Abs <laughs> was in tears. She was crying at the end of it. Yeah. It was Incre- so Most
0: incredible animal documentary I've ever seen.
1: You know what? Again, I, I don't want to derail too much, but just, just how, um, you know, when the octopus is getting attacked and we were like, should he have helped or not? And the original the original fox, he's staying away because nature's doing it thing. But I'm like, man... Your nature, you're a part of that. Yeah, don't interfere too much. But well, you created a bond with that thing. Yeah, but at the same time, that octopus might not have got that uh, the lesson that it needed mm. from the same thing. So it's really tricky, right? Really tricky in nature. Personally, I think I would have kicked that shark in the head and be like, yeah. "Leave octopus alone, motherfucker!" Like it was, you know. <laughs> well, that ties in with Qui Gon's decision to yes.
0: stay passive when it came to um, you know Anakin, as opposed to Obi Wan, who was a bit more yeah you know hands on about things and. Yeah, it's a really good relation there. Sorry to cut you off, but it just made me think of the symbol of yin and yang. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the... (laughs) I'm going to nerd out. But the Jedi and the Sith, and you look at the the yin and the yang, the black and the white, Mm -hmm. it's the representation of the two dots of the opposite colour that is not represented in the Sith and the Jedi, whereas Qui-Gon was the one guy. Maybe there's an equivalent on the Sith side, but Qui-Gon was the one guy who... Encompass the entire symbolism of of symbol of the yin or the yang because he had a bit of the other side he understood that in order to stay grounded and in order to not fully fall into the other side you still need a part of the other side and you in order to understand it
1: the recognition of the the dark side within us like within us and this is i think where the trauma work is so difficult because we don't want those parts like my you know, with with my friend Lou, I was really passionate and angry. At the t- and this is why the whole week, not just her, but conversations with Sarah and Abs and friend, my friend uh, Ben Pye the weekend, and his girlfriend. And then I've been really sociable and I'm not normally like that. Like mm-hmm. I love being around people and talking, but I never see that many people in one week. And I kind of let them come to me, but all of it, everything was a lesson, man. And it's like these points where you can see it. Ah, ah, why am I meeting all these people at this time? Why am I bumping into this person? And why am I watching this? It all coincided so abruptly that I couldn't ignore it. Um, but yeah, it's seeing that that dark side is in us. And if we don't talk about it, we end up doing an Anakin mm. and seeing the faults everywhere because it's they're not, and to be fair, he's right. To a degree, they're not accepting it. They're not allowing the dark side to be there. Um, And based on your traumas, where they'll go, they'll take you to a certain certain point. And it's like, I could see it in my own life that that strive for perfectionism and the hardcore discipline, it's because I'm trying to please my dad. (laughs) Like I'm still trying to do it for him. And then how I'll see other older males is like, oh, I have to be this way to get them to accept me because I never felt accepted by him. And and whether that's true or not, again, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just what the little version of me felt and could see. Um... Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And it's going, ah, that darkness is in me. Okay, how do I talk about it? And how do I get it out and accept it, that it's all right to have it. And the thing is, is to do what Greg and will do and use it constructively, use yeah. it for the light side, use it to help once you've done your own healing work and then share it out. And that's how we become more whole and okay with how life is That darkness is there because you're not pure light you've got a shit going on you'll have traumas um and this is the danger of the spirituality where everything's beautiful everything's love and light like yeah the love is there and it is in everything and all you need is love mm. but to feel it and to access it you've got to do some nasty shit in going into yourself and yeah. dig these things out you're looking at past addictions sexual addictions drug addictions all coming from these uh, different entrapments of my traumas like escaping into pleasure or trying to get into um, order, so structured to make something happen in the world or to just, you know, when I am smoking weed all the time, like just to not care about anything, you know? And those things can be used constructively, but it's where are we using it from within ourselves, you know? And yeah, it's big, man, it's, it's big work, but it's fascinating. So if anyone needs to get into trauma work, Watch Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch Star Wars. Watch, watch Star Wars. We need to do a whole podcast on it.
0: No, but this is really, it's a very fascinating process because I want to ask you, the way you've dealt with it right now, with what you've just been going through, how would you have dealt with it or how did you deal with it? Or- if you weren't in a similar situation five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, and how has it changed to the way you now address it? Because now I'm guessing when you have those symptoms coming up, you can see that happening. Hmm. So you can stop yourself and say, all right, this is happening now. You know, I'm just gonna, either I'm gonna go and and ride the wave and and see where it ends up, or I'm gonna address it and stop it here right now. So (coughs) how would you say you've dealt with it in the last couple of years, And how would you say you've dealt with it now
1: better or worse than you've done before in the past it's um it's an insightful question it really comes from where i am at the point because what i've noticed that working with the trauma if i'm not choosing to work with it uh we were speaking earlier and used the word compulsions but with retention as well right so if there's a compulsion that comes up and i'm not aware that where it's coming from, or I'm not doing any work, I will fall into the compulsion, Mm. smoking, sex, porn, whatever it is, that compulsion can come through. And it's like, ah, if I'm not being conscious with myself, I won't even acknowledge it. It's just do it for pleasure, do it for the buzz, do it to chill out and zone out, whatever. Not knowing that it's very often not coming from a whole place. It's coming from the trauma that wants to to be heard or be felt, Mm. it's like, hey, you're ignoring this pain and you're looking for it out there or you're repeating this behavior pattern again because it's still not been dealt with. Now my experience of dealing, because I've, I've worked with these stuff in the past, the big sort of uh, understanding of it was maybe two to three years ago, really, with first my vibe was super high. I was attracting a whole new life. When I met Abs, my, when I first met up with my friend Mickey and the amount of work we did, that was when it, you know, working with Mickey was massive for me because that's when I started to see it my attitude towards uh, men and, and older men and how I feel kind of like intimidated or not loved, you know, or mm. accepted and I have to be someone. And th- that image will come in and use through social media, which is why I also want to be vulnerable on there now and say, I'm a mess at times, you know, sometimes I am just off my my head and I'm, I'm in pain and I don't acknowledge it. And it's only then is I really find that more inspirational people who've worked with that and they can own that stuff. And it's like, that's where I want to be now. Um, but to go back to your question is yeah, when I'm consciously aware, like right now I'm doing work. There's no way I'll do any of those things. Mm. And obviously, you know, my relations with my partner's a whole different thing. But you know, whether it's drugs or anything else, it's like ah, nah, because that's that was there's no impulse to do it when I realise it's the trauma. Mm. If that makes sense, hundred percent. And that's where the clarity comes, and that's how the healing happens. Where, like a diet or New Year's resolutions, you will fail because it's coming from a broken place yeah. and you, we're not realising it's coming from the trauma. I want to look better. I want to train harder. I want clean food. I want to achieve learning this new thing and forceful or whatever it is. If it's not coming from a settled and pure place, it might be being propelled and pushed by what the trauma is. Only when that trauma is kind of looked at and healed, does it happen seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And in this, the integrative breath work I'm doing with Steph Magenta at the minute and a woman called Ray, she said something really good yesterday and it was... There's no footprints when energy flowing, when it just flows, nothing stays. It's only when we create a block that then do, do we stop flowing and we get stuck. Mm. So those flows, that's the block is the traumas that we're holding on to. That's where the habits and the behaviors and the thought processes will come. So I, I swear, man, whether people are into energy, I mean, who's who? if we're not understanding energy and prana now, or, you know, following the pages that we're into, no longer do I care whether that's the audience that I'm talking to or not. Like is real, chakras are real, energy's real, spiritual connection is real. All of that, it's factual in my eyes and again, large perception, but there's matter going on and there's energy going on, right? It's just, where are we on that scale of understanding? And there's so many paths to get to certain realizations. And, and, and this part for myself, at least is, the energy is moving through us. And if, if there's a block, there's a block. Once that block is released, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I can feel the prana move through my body in a different way. First time today when I was coughing and spluttering mucus and crying and snot coming out my nose, this pain through my neck, this part of my neck that I never have felt breath go into just open. I was like, fuck, I'm breathing through a part that was blocked because, you know, these nadis and these channels are blocked up from emotional trauma that's stored in the body. And you know this from myofascial release for a physical level of people who aren't into those depths on it. It's in the body, the emotions house there. Mm. And we're accumulating more and more of this, which is why cleansing of the self through uh, yoga or exercise or clean eating is affecting all that as well and helping us and the more you clean on those physical um levels the more you'll be able to feel where these blocks are and see where they are mm. um but yeah so it's realizing to to bring this all back yeah i know when i'm acting from a trauma or not through state of awareness um and if i'm unaware of it i'm just lost in compulsion and old habits again mm.
0: yeah so it's really interesting you're saying this um but I feel like when it comes to this process of acknowledging and let go, um, how do you know if you've fully healed from your trauma at oh.
1: I would say you're no longer triggered by it and you can speak about it. Right. You know, we use that example of a, of a friend before and finds it difficult to talk and fair play, like if I would to heard that, you know, and I'd said that to you and I heard it, listen to his podcast, I'll go, <laughs> that's my, my trauma, that's my shit he's talking mm. about because it's not healed. And now the fact that I can speak about certain things, the trauma's on its way out, it's going. And when you're no longer, from past experience anyway, of healing certain traumas, when it's gone, it doesn't, I can talk about it or yeah. it doesn't, I can listen to somebody else and the insecurities don't kick in like, is that about me? Or should I say something? Or, you know, it's like, oh, it's fine. The authenticity authenticity of yourself comes through because you're no longer trying to fit a narrative that isn't you anymore. And that's as simple as it is in in my eyes. So um,
0: going back to your post. So um, I know we've said this in a previous podcast and I think the guys that are regular listeners to us might feel as though we are being contradictory to what we've said before about going onto social media and posting things that are going on inside of you. uh, Because sometimes you might get negative, well, positive reinforcement from people Mm -hmm. but it can affect you in a negative way where people don't know who you are and you know strangers Mm -hmm. giving you positive reinforcement um and it might have been your fault of whatever situation you created for yourself or you posted on the internet so the way i see it when i read your post compared to when i see other people's posts and it's not to say that other people have not addressed their issue or got to a stage where they've addressed their issue to a certain degree and then they can post about it what i'm saying is um Sometimes we get into the habit of prematurely posting because it makes us feel good. Yeah, we might have addressed one tiny little thing in our life and it's a great achievement to do that. I'm not trying to knock it down, but then you might get into the habit of now deciding that actually it's made me feel good that I've done this work and people are supporting that and I'm getting all this support. It might entice you to do it again all right so we're back and we just had a technical hiccup um basically my computer's getting old and it keeps pressing the down key so it was just on jam um so unfortunately it wasn't a a message from our spiritual animals unfortunately (laughs) so yeah we were talking about well we just started talking about movies (laughs) again uh but before the little interruption we were talking about um when people put posts up on instagram and how that can become a very addictive process Uh, fueling whatever issue you're going through you know you might find one little resolution for something you might have not fully implemented it you might have just found it in a book or someone saying it and you found you've somehow adopted that as your philosophy or your methodology to this approach but you've never fully experienced that approach and that's why I wanted to say I think that is still very dangerous again it's that fine line between have you fully let go of your trauma or are you masking it masking it through this understanding of it from someone else's perspective. Mm. So I think, again, that is something that we have to almost catch ourselves out uh, if we're doing that. And that relates back to if anyone is thinking that what we said about posting stuff on social media and how it can be a negative thing, and it can just fuel your own inner world you're existing in and and creating a a bubble around that world. Um, Yeah, as it, you've got to ask the question, whatever I've learned from this source or this person, have I implemented it enough for me to come with my own conclusion? And is it now just adding more layers onto the bubble or is it dissolving the bubble more and making me deal with other deeper levels of issues? And I think that comes from, again, growth and wisdom. To experience that, you learn from that and that becomes wisdom and then you can apply it. And that's when, so when when you were talking about that post that you posted on your on Instagram about the inner child and stuff, when I read that, it was completely different to when I read it from, you know, when someone posts something similar from their own experience, um, I read it differently from what you, the perspective you were coming from. And I felt like, okay, something that, again, it's a revelation. You've dealt with something. You may have not dealt with it completely, but you dealt with a large part of it. You've acknowledged it. Now you feel the need to share it. And it's a, a genuine, and un- you mentioned about... Um, Clarity or clearing out the process um, to, to obviously become better ourselves. And I think, you know, religion mentions it as the word purity. And people really hate that word because it means that everyone's dirty and no one's pure. Mm-hmm. And this is what it means. It just means clearing out the baggage. Yeah. Honestly, at the uh, fundamental level, it just means clearing out your baggage. And, and if you think about it, when you clear out the garbage bin, it becomes pure. So you can add more shit into it. Um, so, yeah, the same concept. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree, it's it's like, it can, can be seen as a paradox and this is why it's so vital to know where we're coming from because wherever we're coming from, that's kind of what we're, we, we we might feel we're gonna be judged on certain things, if I do this post, is it for approval? Is it for, because no, um, it can be the very, somebody else could do the very same post in their own way and it could be for, I mean, I could be doing it for that, but I know I'm not, like from me, it, you know, if you need to, you check in. Why am I doing it? What do I want to say? And for me, I just wanted to share it out. And I wanted mm. to, it helps heal my process to go, all right world, here's what I'm really feeling at this time. It's not always positive, even though that's the role I like to do is bring inspiration, motivation, spiritual understanding and understand your emotions. That's, that's my life path. I love doing that and mm. I will continue to do that. But to embrace that the times when I'm working through it is, and here's the tough stuff as well. Like. You know, we want this is it with with heroes, isn't it? We want our heroes to be flawless and to be perfect, and sometimes we try and fit that that ideal. But the heroes have the traumas. It's like mm. it was a, a think I like to say earlier when Luke does go off and he doesn't listen to Yoda or Obi Wan and he goes and he gets his hand cut off um, by by Vader. He had to go and get that trauma to heal greater things. Mm. And if it wasn't for having that trauma, he wouldn't have learned what he learned. To do. And he still went and did. He got his lesson. But it had to be that part. You had to have that interaction with the dark side yeah. to go, nah, no chance. But my love can still save this guy and I know it. Do you know what I mean? It, it just yeah. confirmed things, even though the trauma of losing the hand. sacrifice. And, yeah. yeah, and that, that was it. That's what you did. So it's like the traumas are also going to form part of our, our expression. And, and I know a big part of my healing is my genuine expression, not just the stuff that I love, like meditation or spiritual teachings mm-hmm. or, you know, the stuff that I do love putting out there, but that's just one side, like a big side, but it's just one side. It's also, sometimes I feel really fucking lonely and I didn't know it. Sometimes I'm disconnected. Sometimes I'm isolated. Sometimes I'm disgusted at myself. Sometimes I, I don't want to be who I am, mm-hmm. but other times I absolutely love who I'm doing. So it's going, ah, there's a full picture going on here. So what do we embrace and how do we let go of those things that? continue to fill old patterns or hold me back in a way, or give me certain views on people or judgments Because when you do the healing, you really do stop judging, Mm. you know, you stop criticising others. And that's why it's good that what you said about the posts is if somebody's doing a post, I have no idea if they're doing it for social approval or because it's something genuine, but my judgment will tell me, that guy's a dick, do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what it would say. but I don't know if actually if, if it's genuine or not. Sometimes, I think we have, we have a sense that you can go, like it's nice to hear what you said, or some people on the comments have said, you know, it was authentic and I feel you. And I'm like, beautiful, that's wonderful. Like, there's a part, I'm glad that's happened. It wasn't my intention, I just wanted to get out there and let you, people know it's yeah, there. Yeah. And to hear that is like, great. But it should always be authentic if you want to say that comment, not just to go, oh yeah, I've got your back. Like, that's nice for some people. I don't want that. If you feel it, tell me you feel it. If you don't, it's fine. Leave it be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there are, again, it's where we're coming from when writing it and where's the person coming from reflecting upon it, Yeah. which kind of uh, can bring this back to what you were saying about the mask scenario and, and um, somebody you know there with, with that. And when I went to that retreat, my friend, Reese, you know, he, because I was very, you know, I'm not wearing a mask and stubborn and on the trains without it and everything and very strongly against it because I'm aware of the corruption and what I actually believe is going on you know, yeah. not in the mainstream version. But uh, my friend who's on the same side, he's still like, yeah, but there is actually a virus there. So putting a mask on in certain places might not be the worst idea. And you know, if you're going to elderly or what have you, I mean, it's looking at how defined I am and what's the right reason as and when, because I still won't wear it, mm. but I understand now and accept people why they would not in the way that it's because some people do it blindly again. It's point of consciousness where we're coming from, um, but it's to it's to see like we're all reflecting from a different perspective. Can we accept without the aggression and the force? You know, of, mm. of trying to get people to do it our way and to be like us. There's certain points where if someone's going to hurt themselves or hurt another, that's when we step in and intervene. You know, we can use that. Hey, stop! Stop that! Don't 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 go yeah. ahead with that. Yeah. But at the times, when does that overtake us? And then we become on the podium and we're like, ah, even unconsciously getting um, approval or feeling like our message is getting across, which it might, you know, like what did Martin Luther King think or Gandhi when they were amassing followers? And you look at Instagram, who is it that that you collect the number of? Followers. Like what's that to our ego? Oh, look how many followers I've got. Look how many likes I've got. Like it builds up that certain sense. So it can be done authentically and genuine, these revolutionists and these these world changers, they did it, you know, yeah. but they didn't go out there to get it for their support of who they are. It was their message, mm. which is way more important. And how they went about delivering that message, because you can deliver a message like Hitler, if you want, who thought he was doing what's right. Yeah. You can deliver a message like Martin Luther King. It's all onto the self. What's in you? Where's Is it coming from your trauma? Is it coming from being unheard? Is it coming from you're right, everyone else is wrong. Is it coming from love? Is it coming from progression? Is it coming from, hey, I'm trying to help you with this information. It's always reflection.
0: Yeah, so again, it encompasses the idea of the Jedi and the Sith. You can take it, everyone, I think everyone starts off as a Jedi. You know, everyone's on the right path and they're young. And then something in their life, maybe early on in their life, you know, they might witness a murder or rape, might witness their father beating their mother or the mother beating their father. And something now creates a blockage and again, it's we we call it trauma, um, and that manifests into something later on in life or as soon as possible. So you jump onto the bandwagon that I I hate a particular group of people. I hate all Jews all of a sudden now, and now I become Hitler. Mm-hmm. You know, and originally that might just be I hate that one Jew the way she's treated and dealt with my grandmother in hospital, and now because I hate that one Jew instead of, and I don't hate Jews. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the perspective of Hitler, but um, from that that might manifest into thinking that this entire race of people need to be eradicated. And again, see, people will say, well, that is just one extreme. Not everyone's going to do that. True, not everyone's going to do that. But you've got to look at the size of the population. We've got 7 billion people. About 50, 60 years ago, the population was less than half. Mm-hmm. You know, So now the population is growing and more people are coming into this world. There are more people, more chances of situations like that happening again. So you might not think it might not have ever happened to me and this and that. And you might go through your own little bubble and think, you know, the world I'm living in doesn't ever, it'll never get to the extreme. But you are creating tiny little, you know, forms of that in your own life. So going back to that person, you know, my friend that was just recording people um, that were wearing their masks and saying, ha, 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 you know, these guys are just sheep. For me, it comes from uh, a sense of, I'm on the right path, I found the right path because no one else is on, on the same path as me. You're I'm a the, Jedi,
1: you're not. Yes,
0: you're you're all on the wrong
1: path, you know, and you need to convert. So it's going back to, <laughs> it's like that. Mate, what a great, great way to say it <laughs> is. It's like extremism yeah. in um, my religion's better than yours or my spiritual path's better than yours. Like, And with it, all those, those paths are, they're just exa- exaggerating those personas of ourselves. It doesn't right. have to be religion if we're doing it in one form, we're doing it in, in one form. It's just religion's the easy one to go to, but we're doing it with masks or whose knowledge is right and whose information is wrong. And yeah, it's like, this is the right way for me. So everybody should be doing it. And mm. I've felt that before loads of yeah. times. And it's like, oh, wow, that's it's not helpful, even though what you found is helping you. So go with it and spread it in a nice way. You yeah, know? definitely.
0: And mm. um, just to add to that. Um, so how would you... Try and teach this person, or no, maybe not even teach. How do you get him or give, get her to self-reflect on this idea without feeling as though you're making, well, without the person thinking you're being patronising or you're being condescending?
1: Maybe you can't. Like it depends. <laughs> like honestly, man, it's I, again, like we we're all saying, it's the topic of the day. Maybe it's an easy way out, but it depends on the individual. As I said, when I went on that retreat with Reese, you know, he's a he's a he's a straight talker. You know, he's a, he just tells it how it is sometimes very forward with it mm. but he's always packing truth you know in one mm. way or the other yeah. and even if that's going to hurt you a bit sometimes that's good and that's what it's needed to break your <laughs> ego down yeah. Um. so there's, there's stuff to take from that if you can take it if that person can go alright I'm going to listen to you and if that person can hold space for your anger and you're like what are you talking about man why are you saying that do you know what I mean um, and that's when you know you've got a good friend you know yeah. like if there's something going on with us we can talk and For us, I mean, it's always, it's quite calm, isn't it? And chilled and we bounce off each other. It's like, ah, so we always have that level of respect. We'd never be out to hurt each other Mm. and say, man, think about, you know, why why did you say that? Because it doesn't even, I mean, that's an easy way just asking, why do you think that? But do you think this? And what about, you know, just in a gentle manner. And it depends on your relationship. Sometimes you just bang, it needs to be cut, Mm. but that's not everybody's role and you've got to be really conscious if you're the type of person who can do that. Because, because of that, that will just reaffirm
0: their ideas.
1: Yeah, they'd be like, well, you've just proved, you know. Samuel L. Jackson proved to Anakin why, uh, why he has to go to the dark side. He's about to kill the guy who, who said he can help him. Yeah, and he's, that was a time when uh, Samuel L., uh, Mace Windu in the film, was um, he went against his own ideals because he was going to kill him without a trial, kill, kill the emperor without a trial. So Anakin thought, right, that's it, I'll stop it. And use that to then do mm. him off. And it's like, yeah, if you're turning your ideals against it or you're not fully transparent or open, like it it can just be a mess. It's just gonna explode because you can reinstall it again into that person. So it's difficult um, and not, well, nobody wants to hear it really. Mm. But unless you're on the path of opening and compassion and trying to understand, you can take things from people. It's like, if I'm angry at somebody or they're discontinuing my information, that anger is me. I'm feeling that anger because I don't accept their view, even if they're right, or even if they're wrong, or even if I know some facts that contradict what they're saying, well, do I? You know, like how how well do I know this stuff? If another perspective of the world can see it, can I bring that allowance, maybe not agreement, but allowance and then say, let's have a conversation about this and you'll get somewhere then. But if you can't and you're just feeling that angry and this is wrong and this is right, you've still got anger. Anger can be used well and constructed, but understand it's yours. It's not, it's not the there, world, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so I've had this same encounter with a, with a lad that comes to the conscious men's group that we do on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, older guy, he's a vegan uh, activist. And and I we were just talking about how a few of us, the guys were saying, you know, sometimes in the world we just need people like Bill Gates or Donald Trump. You need these people because yeah. to recognize who you are in correlation to where they stand. Um, And, you know, you might think they're the epitome of darkness or or evil, you know, and again, that's your perspective of it. Um, But you need that in order to find the contrast, which is, I need to make sure I, I don't become that. But people do it in such a negative way. It's when people say you should fight fire with fire. And I would say... Yes and no, because that creates a bigger fire. It doesn't extinguish either of the fires, it just creates a bigger fire. Mm-hmm. The two fires come together, causes more destruction than anything mm-hmm. else, you know? How many lives are lost when two countries are at war? You know, more people, people from both sides, good people from both sides, bad people from both sides suffer as well. So sometimes, again, it's, it's the approach that you go with and maybe, you know, some people feel as though, especially in this world, the passive approach, if one person's passive, the other person is aggressive, that approach never really works. So how do you find the the middle ground? How do you become the assertive person? And I always say to become the assertive person is to go into that side and say, why is this person coming from this perspective? And have I ever done that in my life? It might not be with the same scenario, but have I done that in my life where I've become that same person? And once you've seen it in yourself and you're capable of seeing that you, you can be that person, that's when you realize, that's when, I think humility is is manifested in a person is when you understand mm-hmm. that that same anger that same hatred towards people that destroy the planet etc exists inside of you. You can be just as that just as bad as that person and have those extreme views, but in your way, you might feel as though you know the best way to help animals out is to kill people or uh, damage the property of people that do these have these centers and you know abuse these animals. But you're just becoming part of the problem. It's just someone else will have to take you out as well. You know, so at the end of the day, all you're doing is creating a, an extreme, almost an archetype of yourself and letting people say, well, this person is now, this is representing this. So how do we go about it? How do we, uh, how do
1: we, how do we stop that happening then? How do we stop becoming Darth Vader? I think it's, I think people are to play archetypes. Like you, you so well said Donald Trump or Bill Gates and what's going on, like, the reality is they're there and these people are there. Now, Mr. Robot in one of the, the last episodes said something really good. It's like, you know, you start off with your morals and your boundaries and your good intentions and you have these rules. I will not cross this line. And we spoke about the Joker sort of thing mm. before. Funny, that was in my dream last night as well, actually. But it, it gets to a point where, you, where you'll where you be in a situation where it's life or death. And oh, fuck, it's connecting again, an episode of Mandalorian. Uh, hashtag spoiler alert! you to have to watch it
0: now. <laughs> Since
1: well, he's a bit where, and again, if anybody, if don't know if any of the people we watch no watches it, but this would be about the latest episode, so switch on the next few minutes if you want to hear. <laughs> but he's always about keeping his mask on, right? And it's two seasons in, and uh, the the conversation is a the one of the guys he speaks to says he's no different from us, even though they don't get on. Mm. It's just we have our rules and our values because we're from different planets or cultures up until the point where we have to do something. And anyway, in the episode, eventually he has to take off his helmet to get something to get his kid back that's been kidnapped. Yeah. Um, And it's like, that's where his rule, his life rule and his code and his creed and the punishments they feel come after it, doesn't matter anymore because there's a bigger purpose and a bigger source for him to go through that rules. Mm. Mr. Robot, he has to do some real dark stuff to get a more beneficial result for everybody at the end. And it's like, we have these moral guides and these compasses and we can feel proud about that, which is the problem. You know, people look at pride as a good thing. I think yeah. it's a healthy amount of self-respect and belief in what you can do. But pride is about, I'm comparing and I'm in a mode of comparison. Yeah. And when we're doing that, like, you haven't been tested enough. You don't realize how dark you can be or what's what will you will do if you're in that scenario. And Jordan Peterson talks about that so well. He's like, if you don't know that you can bite, either you're always gonna be placid and timid and um, people will take advantage of you and you won't be able to get anything done or you'll feel moral and upright because you've never had to get your mm. hands dirty or explore that side of yourself because God damn it, do you have it? Everyone does, but it's just how how well do we know ourselves and have we ventured into it? Um, and yeah, that's that's massive. It's knowing you've got, know that you can buy, but you, and then you'll never have to. what Jordan Peterson says, yeah. show your teeth and, yeah. but you'll, and you'll never have to use them. Um, Um, yeah I mean it's it's, it's similar on point but to go into like those elements of darkness it's easy to be like oh look I'm with my crowd and my people and you're all wrong because you're not on that side and you haven't had the upbringing they've had or or they might not have the same knowledge or information or it's hard to see these things yes stop destroying the Amazon stop messing things up as we spoke about before but don't go around with a gun shooting the people who are doing it like you know it doesn't work that way because we're still inciting that feeling and that energy into the earth Um, it's a crazy one, man. So to go back to how do you stop people becoming Darth Vader, some you can't, you Mm. can't. It's just, where's that person and where you are during that interaction? Life's relationship, it's all relating a ship. We're like, we're on a path and we're in everything with relationship. So if you're the one to help that person in your manner, you know, we don't need to go, right. I need to address this person. The only way they know is through force. So I'm going to go into force. Or maybe it awakens that part of you that wants to challenge that person to see if your own views are assertive enough. And that can never end because then you might just want to find that in everything. So it's like, is it your battle? Is it, is it your conversation to have? Mm. And if it is, do it the right way. If it's not, phew, this one isn't for me, you know? Yeah. As I said with the protests, they're not for me. I've done the protest thing and I didn't find it very fruitful. In fact, it turned me against thinking what the freedom fighting was for. And this, this was years back. Um, but now I'm on the extreme side or what might seem as extreme. Maybe it's not. I'm glad people are protesting, but I don't feel called enough to be there. I'm happy to still be doing my thing. If it comes to a point where there's this, like you need people out there because something's going down, then I'll be there. But currently there's enough doing mm-hmm. it. And to me, I'm not taking a back seat in that regards because I'm for what the protesters are for. I, I believe in that. Um but it doesn't feel like my role, you know? Not through laziness or passiveness. So he's always understanding where we are and who we are in these things and if you're needed or not as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's because we discount individualism. I think, and again, it might seem like very abstract again, but I'll try and go into detail. Um, so I'm gonna try and loosely uh, tie in with a question again. So this question has asked to many people over the years. Um, You've probably heard it as well. So, you know, create a scenario, you know, you've got a time machine and relativity works in the, the movie way which is if you go back in the past, you kill someone, it changes the future, right? Not in the multi parallel universe theory. Let's go back to the, the real basics. Uh, Not Avengers style. Not you know, Avengers like, style. And tear, back to yeah.
1: just, uh, or to Rick and
0: Morty style where there's <laughs> infinite <laughs> amounts of universes, uh, which is basically what life probably is. But let's go to the streamlined linear path. You went back and you had the opportunity to kill Hitler, this scenario. And people think, why is he jumping onto this topic? But I'll try and, I'll try and bring it into everything we just talked about. So you've got a time machine, you can go back, you can kill the child version of Hitler and it has to be the child version, Yep. Yeah. So not a, you know, adolescent Hitler where you just wanna slap him around, just shoot him there, but child version Hitler, innocent <laughs> still. Um, would you go and do it? And I think this was actually a study from what I remember um, and they asked this to a, a, a large group of people to see what their answer would be, and why? Why would you do it? And uh, some of the the stuff that people were saying it was actually scary, really scary to find out people's answers. And I want to ask you that question. So, Craig Seaton, former uh, well, former current Jedi, what would your answer be, and why?
1: Can I phone a friend? 50-50. Your friend will probably give you an answer
0: and you'll probably never talk
1: to him <laughs> um, Honestly, man, and I'll go off feeling for this because it can't be a logical thing in my head. It's, I can't answer it. Mm. And I would I would probably, to say no feels like, woof, but it would occur, it would pop up somewhere. It would. It's like, if you do that once, but it could just, there's, there's so many evils, so why not pick another evil or why not pick another problem? I mean, it's, I It's it's hard to comprehend the reality of what that man did or what people are doing now. Do you know what I mean? You can put it into what? But as a child, the child is innocent. It's, can I not go and direct the path instead? Can I not go and change what was was encountered? Um, And this was a conversation with my friend Lou about darkness, he's like, It exists, it's in the world. And all we can do is define ourselves within it and emit a positive energy around us and try and build something structurally useful. Um, Because if that darkness wasn't there, again, passive, oh yeah, everything's fine, that person's wrong, because you don't know who you are. Mm. When that darkness is there, or you have that chance to go back and kill Hitler, or you have that chance to stand up for what's right, do you do it or not? Because that's who you are. That's coming through then. And you look back and reflect and go, oh, I should have done that or "Oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, and it comes through. Mm. Um, so in all honesty, ah, it hurts me to say it, but I'd probably say no, mm. because I, I do believe it would pop up somewhere else. I think that energy, massive, an entity, and I, you know, and this is probably, because of the stuff I've studied, transpersonal psychology, collective consciousness, Jungian psychology, that energy, that collective consciousness of darkness, it came from Hitler, not just Hitler, normal civilians, um, will come out somewhere else. Yeah. Cultural karma or world karma, whatever. I believe that. So my beliefs would say, no. And I would struggle to kill until I'm in that situation where maybe my life demands that I kill. Yeah. Like the thing with veganism. Oh, would you, if you're on an island with a cow, would you eat it? Yeah, I'd get to the point where I would. I think animal cruelty and eating meat for the sake of eating meat, because you're hungry or, you know, because you like the taste of it is ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm not accusing. People eat fine. That's where you're at in your journey. My personal view is I have no need to eat life forms. Yeah. What about vegetarians who live? Yeah, but as Alan Watts said in an interview, you don't hear them scream or they don't have as much sensation as animals. There's a line, isn't it? There? It's where you draw that line. No rights or wrongs, figure it out for yourself. Understand your level of compassion and what you think and feel. Do what you want, but what's, what's beneficial and what's going to bring things up. Um, but yeah, that's to, to kill a cow on an island. You could pose that same phrase into would I kill baby Hitler and mm. no man I don't I don't think I would
0: mm. yeah I think my answer is exactly the same for both of the things so I've had this question asked to me throughout my life you know you're in a desert scenario you see a lizard crawling by haven't eaten anything for 10 days what do you do I don't see food sorry mm. I just don't see food and it's not because oh I'm you know I'm all up there and this and that It's it's I don't know if it's different for a person that's never tasted meat before but um we just don't see it as food. Mm. Um, and I know that, you know, my family would be the same. My friends that are growing up in the same environment would be the same. Because it's like getting a, uh, a cow in that scenario and asking it to survive. Will it eat another animal? Probably not. Mm. Most, Most times, probably. yeah, you mm. can usually tell the reaction from an animal
1: from its true um, sort of nature. Sorry, maybe if I could just interject there. We're talking about one species that, that can naturally consume the other species, right? So a cow wouldn't eat a cow. I definitely would. I not, uh, would I eat a human if no, the human but a cow would not
0: eat a, a lizard or, a, or another animal in that scenario. You they, know, they, they're not
1: meat eaters at all, though, are they? Because no. we're like omnivorous. Would we have a different biological setup to how yeah. that works? Yeah, um, you know, Where
0: it's like that's what I mean by because I've never tried it right, and we come from right. like seven generations worth of people who've never mm. tried it. Would it be a natural instinct? Um, probably not. Mm. I, well, I mean, it's a natural instinct not to see it as food, whereas if someone has previously. Uh, consumed it and given it up because of ethical reasons moral reasons etc now in that situation when it's life and death would they do it Um, and again it's not me judging anyone um, for it but yeah it's it's an interesting question and going back to the Hitler thing I agree with what you said it's and especially with the edgy thing I really do believe and it's not just from a belief of reading it whatever it's experiencing it so I was in a situation many many years ago and it's not to that extreme but um, I remember two kids uh, in school were fighting and they had a series of fights. It was one fight and then another fight and another fight. Pay-per-view. Uh, basically, yeah. And uh, they did draw the crowd to be fair. They probably should have <laughs> Selling tickets. Probably, I should probably mean the, buy- the, sort of the <laughs> person selling the tickets. But yeah, I think after the first fight, it was stopped and they were disciplined for it. And they were told never to obviously fight each other, this and that. And that manifested into something worse. Um, so I felt as though if it had gone to another fight, they probably would have kicked each other's asses, resolved that issue, maybe moved on, or may have taken another fight, but eventually they would probably just churned it out. Mm-hmm. You know, They probably just got it out of the system and realized that actually fighting is probably not the answer. We need to solve this another way, or maybe just need to walk away from it. But the fact that it got interrupted in such a abrupt way, and to be fair, I was a pacifist back then wasn't really into violence and this and that and I watched it happening Um, but I remember thinking the teachers stopping it in that moment in time probably wasn't a good idea Um, and and I get it it's the duty of someone to Mm -hmm. you know stop it in case something dangerous happens someone dies someone gets seriously hurt I I completely understand where the teacher was coming from but it didn't really resolve the issue because one of the kids walked away with more of a trauma so later on down the line when it came to those scenarios he was a bit more violent and he wasn't forgiving, you know what I mean? And that's from one side. I I never really saw the other kid ever again uh, because this was in primary school, went to high school. I went to high school with one of the kids, not with the other one, but I remember seeing that kid again and I I immediately related it back to that. Uh, Not then, but many years later in self-reflection, I realized that from that kid, and maybe it wasn't that, maybe it was other things in his life, but that was still a contributing factor. The fact that this one situation that he was with in with this other kid, because it got stopped in such a terrible way, the issue was never fully resolved. So he always felt like, I'm just not going to show any mercy to anyone else. I'll finish it off straight away. So he would be merciful, uh, merciless, sorry, mm. and just wouldn't show mercy to uh, to other people that he got into encounters with and never fully relearned from that situation. So that's why I asked that question. Um, sometimes if you if you think the right decision is to stop something abruptly, the universal code is to manifest that energy in some other form. It has mm. to, there has to be some sort of transaction. And if that transaction isn't complete, it will, someone else will come up. And like I said, there's 7 billion people in this planet. If we kill one Hitler, one baby Hitler, another one will pop up immediately. Maybe another, not just one, maybe another couple of them will pop up. Mm. Maybe not to that extreme, but you'll still have these two entities now that now you have to deal with. So, yeah, it's a very tough situation, a, a very tough question to, to ask someone, but you've got to really think deeply about it, not in the surface level of, if I kill him, I'll deal with the consequences afterwards and, and go about it and, and see what happens. But, mm. yeah, something greater or something worse could come up instead in his place. Um, and I think there's a movie about that.
1: Have you seen Looper?
0: No, the, the time travel one.
1: Bruce Willis and... Um What's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Really good. That's a great time travel film. Right,
0: so based on this scenario then, really.
1: Yeah, I, I recommend watching that. It kind of goes really cool into it, actually. Um, I will avoid talking about it because it's, it's it's a great revelation yeah. that come with it. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, if you go back and do things different, you don't need to go back and do things different. You need to learn from mm-hmm. what you did or what you didn't do, and then you will change you change the past based off that or you just keep repeating it or you dig yourself into a hole you know or you resent other people or whatever it is because you've not rectified it within yourself um, which is hard which is difficult which is the topic of trauma Um, which which is a
0: revelation yeah that's where the healing is yeah and I think that's probably a great place to wrap up Um, yeah that was a good way to tie it up in in a sentence there (laughs) so yeah um, again this was a topic that really wasn't you know we didn't prepare for it or anything. I just saw your post and thought, "Hmm, interesting topic to go into." Not seen it in a while. Let's break into that. And we've gone through Star Wars. We've gone through other films and scenarios and questions of life and philosophy. And uh, yeah, I think I I became thirty in the time that I hadn't seen you. So oh, did you? Yeah, care yeah. Twenty seventh of November. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a big birthday celebrator, as my friends will tell you, and it's something that I. I just kind of have my own little process to it. Um, and I just have my little ritual, and that's pretty much it myself. And mm-hmm. I realized that, okay, being 30, what would I have? That's why I asked you that question. Like, what would you have done in your 20s, mid 20s, early 20s, maybe even your late teens that you would now do differently? And obviously the way you've dealt with the situation and the way you've posted about it, it comes from a completely different light compared to what the way you've done it previously. You might have done it with the same intention, but it would not be fully resolved or you know, you may have not gone through the process of healing that trauma in, in the way you've done right now. So yeah, perfect. So Podcast 36, season two, season episode two? one. And maybe I'll call it season two, episode one, instead of uh, 36, but maybe that'll confuse people. <laughs> but yeah, Podcast 36, usual places. I haven't done it in a while, but iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube was always, watch this shit, um, and Instagram for the preview. When we get to 10,000 10, subscribers, we'll be able to keep it as a full video on Instagram. So yeah, help us out, guys. Subscribe yeah. to us. and Throw some uh, shares out. Yeah. Right. Uh, let us know what you think of this, guys. Chuck some of your stuff in the comment, your traumas, what mm. you're going through, uh, anything you want us to discuss. Uh, anything else to add to that? Great.
1: A lot of love, guys. Keep reflecting. Look at yourself. Look at the world, where you are. What's life saying to you now? That's the thing to work on, right? What's, yeah. what's in front of us?
0: Stay conscious and... Become conscious if you haven't. (laughs) And always watch Star Wars, guys. Watch Star Wars. Done.